Dan, you want to move that mic in front of your face? Uh, yeah, I guess I should do that. It's a little bit challenging doing all this shit up here. Yeah, you've um, got a voice for radio. I, yeah, there we go. Face for radio. Too. No, 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 vo- no. You got a <laughs> you got a face for the big screen. So we all know uh, superhero mo- movies make truckloads of money, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're getting supervillain movies about evil alien pajamas. Yeah, that's technically and, true. And uh, the evil alien pajamas have giant dick tongues. So we're going to talk about Venom today. Okay. Um, first, I want to thank uh, Mac Weldon for sponsoring this episode of Filmhouse. You guys can go and get a special discount of 20%, whatever you order. Go to MacWeldon.com, and I will talk more about them later. So, um, Hey, Dan, I have a question. Yeah. Where's John? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> what happened, what happened to John? John? Why is Adam sitting back here? <laughs> Hot Rod John got a new car, and he's dri- <laughs> driven off into the sunset. He said, no more, <laughs> yeah. no more film house for me. He, he got his film house money, cashed that check, mm-hmm. got a new Audi, and drove okay. off into the sunset. And okay. I was at Cow Chop all yesterday when we normally record the show, and Dan said, I'd like to take over. I said, Dan, <laughs> it's all yours. Woot, woot. And then I guess you guys were too busy yesterday, so he said, let's move today. But Dan, well, no. already, Dan well, prepped no. the whole episode. because... We moved it to today because you are a Venom fanatic, from what I can tell. By comparison, <sighs> kind to everyone in the office. Is that you true? Yes. I thought I thought Elise would be the the biggest Venom fan. Uh, actually, um, Thanos is my villain origin movie. Front runner. I finally oh, wow. got it. Oh, <laughs> thank God. Uh, also, a little little issue there, Dan. Venom yeah. is not a villain. Yeah, or at least he, is. he isn't anymore. He's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. Which I fucking hate that. I'm so sick of hearing anti-hero, but anyway, sorry. Well, it might be more interesting to have an anti-hero as a lead in a film than just like a straight-up do-gooder good guy, right? I guess. But I mean, we've already seen in Infinity War that the villain can be yeah. the protagonist of the film, and it still can be entertaining. And I thought we got a lot of anti-heroes during like the Walter White phase mm-hmm. of yeah. cinema and television, etc., and that we were kind of like... We've done that. Quick, quick question before you get into Venom. Who's less interesting than everyone we're just about to mention? Who's each in the room's favorite anti-hero? Spawn. <gasps> okay, good answer. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's yours? Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Vegeta's pretty similar in that he started out as a villain, but then became a good guy mm-hmm. because people liked the character so much. I don't know. He was always a bad man at heart. I guess. Yeah, I mean, when he uh, when Majin Buu gives him the option, he takes it right away. He He's takes like, it right away. It's not even like, no. he doesn't even blink. They go, do no. you want to be bad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Vegeta, you be bad again. I don't really like anti-heroes. I'm, anti-heroes. I, I, I don't like self-aware anti-heroes where they go, I'm an anti-hero. You go, oh, come on. Like, No, you're a hero if you yeah, say that. Yeah. Like well, the yeah. Thanos, actually, the comparison is really good. The Walter White comparison is really good where – is a character who believes they're doing well, but they're yeah. extremely flawed in the way in which they're doing it. But from their perspective, they are the hero, which I guess is just a good villain. Yeah. That's not a. Mm-hmm. I don't think all you, good villains are that way. They, yeah, they don't I, think they're the bad guy. That's why yeah. I hate diluting it into calling something an antihero because then you're basically saying it's a bad guy that kills, or I'm sorry, it's a good guy that whose moral moral fibers are a little shaky. Mm-hmm. It's just like that doesn't get me hard. No, but the gray character I think can be more interesting in the long run where he's not totally good or totally bad. Mm-hmm. Makes for a more fascinating character. Han Solo is the best anti-hero. I guess I'm like Rogue. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know if I count Han Solo as an mm-hmm. anti-hero. That's his arc in the first movie. I don't know about that. I'm All very right. into right. like the pure 
protagonist right now, your Paddingtons of the world. Okay, <laughs> that yeah. like I'm yeah. like I don't really I don't really care if I have some like gray or nitty like or like mm-hmm. gritty. Mm-hmm. Who who are they? They're you so want conflicted. To come back I want Christopher Reeve to come back. Yeah. Oh. Or Brandon Routh. <laughs> These are complicated times, Elise. We need complicated care. No, we need we need a, a beacon of light to guide us. I think. I think the, you are the, right. So there, Venom was meant was created to be the polar opposite. He's basically the the Marvel uh, cinematic boss issue where Deadpool. The, well, no, well, that's no. my. I guess who <laughs> else? <laughs> change your answer. <laughs> Uh, Venom is supposed to be the opposite of Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, let's look at Spider-Man real quick. Okay. He is a he is a flawed hero. He uh, he cares too much, and therefore, he his life is more complicated than it needs to be because he's going out of his way to be good. Uh, some jo- the Jonah Jamesons of the world would argue that had there not been a Spider-Man, things would be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of Spider-Man, there are more villains now. Spider-Man attracted the villainy. Exactly. It is that uh, that Dark Knight sort of conundrum, right? Yeah. Where it's like it's escalation. Now that you exist, now the villains got to step up their game to match you, and then you got to step up. And then, and like, when does it end? And the only people getting hurt is everyone in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, Spider-Man will do the thing where he's like, "I'm gonna stop this uh, this truck." Uh oh, I I attach my webs to a building. Now the building's falling over, and I gotta save it. And he's like, "Later." And you're like, "Would it have been better if you just let the guy yeah. get away?" You're creating collateral damage. Yeah. In what you're doing. So now we have Venom, who was originally a villain uh, in the comic books. I don't, which well, he was originally a costume, right? So Spider-Man From Secret Wars. Yeah. Yes, they they went to Battle World, and his his costume got destroyed. So he went into a machine and got a new costume. Mm-hmm. And then years later, that became Venom. I this guess. is what the seventies, sixty-seven, the eighties when they yeah. they came up with the Secret Wars storyline. I, I only know this from Wikipedia articles. But well, the, yeah, that's the only reason anyone wants to know about. Venom. And it was a uh, it was a fan, right, who submitted yeah, the idea. Actually, I looked this up. This dude from uh, Norwich, Illinois, named Randy Schuler, created the idea for Venom, and Marvel paid him two hundred and twenty dollars for it. I was it. gonna say. <laughs> oh. I think that's how much. But in 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 Marvel's defense, he just desaturated him. (laughs) (laughs) It it wasn't a good idea. He just came up with the idea of a black suit, right? Yeah, he didn't come up with the idea of Venom. No, no, you're right. Yeah, black suit Spider-Man. Which, which, okay, that's. I think he was paid (laughs) a reasonable amount. Justly, yeah. Yeah. It's not like he had the bionic suit, you know, like or Scarlet Spider, like some sort of Iron Spider design. The design is iconic, but it's also very minimal. Inverted color. Photoshop. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if someone took. Let's reduce this man's life's work. If, if, <laughs> if you went from. So remember the original Iron Man where he's just like a man in a tin can going like, Well, to like ILM level Iron Man where it's like it's a very sleek looking suit, but it's still that original design. Yeah, you pay that guy $350 because he did a yeah. really good job. <laughs> but to James' point, when you just take a black marker and go, me do good, yeah. <laughs> they go, here's some Bazooka Joe comics. Well, he probably had a really elaborate design, and then he accidentally knocked over his ink, <laughs> oh. his, his ink pool or whatever. I, I think it was oh, like geez. in Ace Ventura when he's trying to figure out Finkel and Einhorn, and his <laughs> dog lies down on the picture, and it oh, looks yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like hair. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the so yeah, then they from there... They did the Black Suit Spider-Man storyline of the comics. It it changes because they've redone the story so many different times. But the original one was that happened. The suit ended up – it started uh, – Peter discovered that the suit was alive and that it was influencing him. So he had to get it off and he found out that it was uh, – its weakness was sound. There's all these well, like – it, well, it was the best 
thing to happen in the 80s, which is when everyone hated steroids. <laughs> it was like the anti-Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger was the biggest uh, like entertainer on the planet. But also, everyone hated steroids and wanted to make sure you knew <laughs> that you shouldn't do steroids to look like Arnold. Sure. So every single thing had some sort of steroids metaphor. So he was like, oh my gosh, with this thing, I'm 10 times stronger, <laughs> 10 times faster, and feel way more confident. But it makes me hit women. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so I have to get rid of it. And it's just, it's funny that that's like... That's always the one you come back to. Yeah, you know, well, steroids was Black Suit Spider Man. Well, from from what I understand, also the Venom name comes from Eddie Brock selling the drug Venom because Spider Man put him out on his ass. Uh, Eddie Brock, who loves steroids, yes. Wait, isn't Venom the drug in Batman? Am I wrong? It's comic books. They use the Venom same shit over and over. From, from that powers the pain. the story, as I recall, could be totally wrong. Eddie Brock in the original version was also a reporter at the Daily Bugle. And Spider-Man made him look like a fool, Elise. A total fool. So he started bench pressing <laughs> and saying, God damn, can you, can you Google that? Eddie I've Brock bench press? I always said that oh, yeah. was fake news. Um. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, so Spider-Man makes Eddie Brock look like a fool. His wife leaves him. Uh, he gets yes. fired. Yes. There yeah. we go. God that that Spider-Man. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but, but James, like me, remembers the cartoon the most He's fondly. not even doing that much. <laughs> oh, look at that. Kids. It's a 45, a 35, what, and a 10? 10, maybe a 5. He's not, doing like 225, Brock. He's just So uh, Eddie, Eddie goes to kill himself <laughs> at a church. Uh-huh. Unbeknownst to him, Spider-Man is in the bell tower of that church making noise, trying to get the symbiote off of him. And I don't know what happens there where Spider-Man just goes goodbye and runs away naked and goes like goodbye symbiote symbiote symbiote, symbiote right yeah symbiote anyway so Eddie Brock as he's about to kill himself or he's, like, he's in the church praying or forget there's so many iterations of this the suit finds him they have a mutual hatred for Spider-Man immediately knows Spider-Man is also Peter Parker and now we have uh, Spider-Man's I guess yeah. most Famous villain? I don't just know. Just reverse Spider-Man. They they do the story all the time. More or less. Right? So, but I think fans fans gravitated towards it because he was big and scary and black. Um, you know, like he's he's a bad guy. Not not just black in color, but like his attitude. He's dark and he you know he was he was suicidal. But now he's got a he's got a vengeance agenda. The interesting thing about Venom is that he's basically a carbon copy of Spider-Man, and we talk about in the Marvel universe a lot especially the cinematic universe, how they always have heroes fight bad guy versions of themselves because of the metaphorical aspect of them defeating themselves. It's like every single Marvel better, movie. Right? Yeah. Like, but interestingly enough, Spider-Man in the comics, it took them 20 years or so to get around to Spider-Man fighting other Spider-Man. Instead of just animal people? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because, like, in my, you know, limited purview of these of of these universes like it always feels like in the dc universe or or in like you know batman villains um they're all like really like unhinged or they have like some huge huge like world world domination plan destruction plan but in like spider-man universe 
it just feels like a bunch of insecure dudes. <laughs> and then they like target this like little guy in like red and blue pajamas to be like, like fuck you, man. Yeah. They even they even pull together and go, we'll become the sinister <laughs> six. Yeah. Like, You're just becoming the good guys. Yeah, You're getting together and having a club. It should be like yeah, the yeah. insecure six. <laughs> well, it- <laughs> They're just all like, like, like Craven the you think Hunter, of like vulture right? and. Well, Craven yeah. the Hunter is yeah. literally like, I've hunted everything on the planet, but that damn spider man. Yeah, they just all have like rude complexes. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I think as people often say, Batman has the uh, the best rogues gallery, which I, I tend to agree with. Spider-Man's it's a close. close. It's close. Spider-Man's yeah, a close second, there. but it's it's also not great. I'd there's still Mega Man 3. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, like, it took me a little while to figure out what the difference between Shocker and Electro was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, which, Shocker is more sound base. Electro is more electricity base. But they're still kind of... The, it, they're different, well, but the same. Shocker Vibrations? Wouldn't he be called so. Vibro then? That you're thinking mm. of Hydro, the man with the uh, hydraulic arms. I my mistake. I'm uh, an idiot. So we're talking about uh, Spider-Man or Venom being the evil or bat- dark version of Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. So in Venom, it appears like the villain yeah. of the movie is an even more it's evil villain. It's Riot. Yeah. Who yeah. is Riot then? Oh well, it's just, so it's you this know, guy. you know. So yeah, there, if you can Google it, terrible. there is a bunch of Venoms. Oh, there, yeah, there's a ton. There's of them. like, and they're all different colors. There's like a woman one that's purple, and then another one that's green with a mohawk and everything. Carnage toxin is, is another yeah, one. To, like Carnage is of that ilk. Riot happens to be the villain they chose in this movie, which is, of all of them, the one that looks the most like Venom already. It's just, instead of being black and blue, it's It's gray gray. and black. And they're both big and muscular. What do you think the choice was for that? I don't know. Trash. We've got Scream and Lasher. A real, like, why would they do this? I have a theory that I've heard, that I've basically, has been refuted by people who work at special effects. But, it's that if you make the design for Venom and that's already in the computer and modeled and rigged, it takes less time to control C and control V and change little things <laughs> as opposed to making something new from scratch. Some poor animator is like, he is, he's, he's dying inside he's, by my yeah, saying he's that. He's like, no, I work so hard. Like, no, yeah. but I have heard from people that work in special effects because that was my theory and I've said that to them and they're like, nope, Absolutely. it comes from way above us. Uh, Before they ever get to determine how much huh. work we're going to put in, I wonder. like someone above them just makes a horrible decision. I wonder well, if it's an aesthetic thing where like within the palette of this movie, having that like more gray chrome version of him just visually is like better than a it's gonna a, be a sort one. of goofier like or I don't you can't even tell it apart in the trailer it's, like it's too it's nighttime fight. I didn't know there and was another symbiote I thought it was just all goo well, there's happening. also a woman. At one point, you see a woman who has a blade hand and shoots spikes out of herself. So oh, I imagine really? she's also another. But Riz Ahmed, who's the main villain, mm-hmm. appears to be having a main villain confrontation between him as Riot and him as Venom. Right. Because, so. one, they didn't want to do Carnage, who probably could have been a good villain, well, because they didn't want to get rid of him too soon. But the, there, there is a theory, because Woody Harrelson is in this film in a currently unnamed role. Mm. So people are pretty much assuming Cletus Cassidy. He's going to be Cletus in some sort of maybe post-credit scene. Yeah, where but they introduce Carnage. That sucks because this movie's not going to do well enough to get another one. Well, so that, there is a question for the yeah. podcast: Is there any chance this movie could be good? Yeah, I will. Good. I think it could be tolerable. We, I mean, hmm. we're we're at, we're at the tolerable state of filmmaking. There's a, <laughs> there's an assembly line process that people go. They have a checklist, and special effects are good enough, and people are mm-hmm. sort of numb. I think they'll go. Like, I just want to go in, and doesn't make sense. I think Justice League was tolerable. 
wasn't good. But it wasn't good. But they're still making Aquaman and they're still making Wonder Woman 2. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't think that him having signed on for three movies gives an indication of its quality because we've seen other universes collapse pre, you know, pre, um, premeditated universes like Dooku. Dark Universe, the Dooku. They said they were going to, and then they they scrapped the whole thing. So I don't think that's saying like, well, he signed on for these movies, so they have faith in this film. I think it's it's trying to bank on, mm-hmm. and you know, um, gambling to see if it's going to be well, good. I think it looks dated. It's mm-hmm. a movie that would have come out a long time ago, and it's weird because tonally, I don't think it like I don't know who watches this and, and t- gets excited for it. It. I know the director said that he wanted it to have kind of like a grounding real world feel, but to me that it which makes no sense. It doesn't when make that, any when sense when you have an alien ship land with a uh, an alien goo. Yeah, like I I much appreciate either go gritty or go incredibly fun with it. And the director also described this as as being a fun movie. And nothing from the trailer gives me the indication that yeah. I'm going to be sitting like on the edge of my seat, like wow, whoa, like this is so much fun. Well, so I, watching this, there, there's another question. I think they shot this movie thinking it would be R-rated, like Deadpool or Logan, mm-hmm. and the movie currently doesn't have a rating, even though it releases in about three months. So that, to me, says they are cutting it to Two be PG-13, and they're going back and forth with the MPAA e- over violence. Even if it, but it's based on the trailers that's come out for it. Even if it was supposed to be R-rated, I don't know what that means. That means like CG blood. Yeah, yeah. No. Like it's him eating people's which is, faces. It, and Deadpool shit. isn't rated R out. for violence. It's rated R because content-wise, it goes wherever it wants yeah. to. Yeah. Mm. Like, and that's what makes a good rated R movie, as opposed to gore. S- yeah, like, yeah, as opposed to after the fact making a PG-13 movie and then after the fact being like, okay, we will show Venom bite him and we'll do blood on the screen. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's really, I don't know, it's really lame. I think when directors say they wanted it to feel grounded, what that meant was they asked for $200 million and the studio said, we'll give you 80 or whatever, <laughs> you know, like... So it has to feel more real world? So, because it co- ultimately it costs less money to have Tom Hardy's stunt double run through a log in the forest and then have pyros set off that log than it does, or him to ride on a motorcycle down a city street and then launch two cars. And that costs way less than the shot of him fighting as Venom. Like, there's nothing, like, to me, there's nothing charismatic about watching him. Mm -hmm. About a good anti-hero. Tom Hardy or Venom? Tom Hardy. A good anti-hero, they still have to have a motivation and a drive where you... Can can know that they are maybe not pursuing the best moral course, but you still understand why they're pursuing it, and half of you is rooting for them. And I don't know what his motive. Like, well, so maybe Brock that's we're a, learning that in the movie. Yeah, he's like a journalist, similar to Spider Man, right? So he's, he's trying to expose like, this evil company. He's a guy in a really dirty gray sweatshirt. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> like, down on his luck. Sweating a like, lot. But the, but the thing is, is like. Do we care that like he's trying to expose this kind of thing? Well, like you, I don't know. If you compare it to something like Spider-Man, which you kind of have to, the the inciting incident for that film is really strong, right? He mm-hmm. like gets this power. He feels like finally luck is on his side. He's not like yeah, and then like now and then and then he realizes that he bl- had blinders on and yeah. it allowed his whole life to actually be ruined. He thought he ha- was living this miserable existence but now his curse. life is actually ruined and he realizes that he has to use this power for good. That's a strong motivator for a hero. 
And it has him to fight not, that power's mm, desire the, to do evil. I have a feeling this is just going to be, he's just a, I'm just a journalist that play my own thing. I do my own stuff. And I, I don't I'm trying clothes. to get to this corporation, but dang, I got venomed. <laughs> like, like, and then that's, and so then that's going to be his, like, he's like, I have to stop other people from being venomed like me. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not nearly as good as Tony Stark being in a cave because he suffered damage from the weapons he created and now he has to sure. go back. Like, it's not motivation. Well, there, so, there are almost there's something else there then. They're almost give, his backstory, what appears to me in this movie, is actually similar to Spider Man or the Hulk, where it's like, I never asked for this and now everyone's after me. And I gotta, I gotta fight with the. Now I gotta, I gotta learn to embrace the thing that I have. Not, I'm not saying they have to do everything comic book one to one, but it tonally it makes more sense that he started out as a bad guy, and then he realizes I'm not a bad guy. I'm only fueled by the hatred of Peter Parker. I'm gonna leave this city and go do my own thing. This is the Lethal Protector storyline, mm-hmm. as far uh, as I I'm aware, other than the cover. Um, he then goes and he's. He's constantly fighting his inner demons. He's trying not to be bad. He's fighting the symbiote. Uh, I keep wanting to say symbiote, but it's not symbiote. It's symbiote because the damn trailer fucked up my mind. Anyway, uh, so he is. He's trying to do good, but that's why he is known as the lethal protector. He's he's helping people, but he's also a bad guy. Yeah, so to but, speak. But he's he's fighting. Those are the two demons that are fighting inside. But of that him. you only get to that point once you set him up as a bad guy. Exactly. Yeah. It's We're, like a good a good heel turning face in wrestling mm-hmm. works better than you just tell the just telling the audience that this person is a face or vice yeah. versa. Like you have to let the audience to de- de- develop their relationship. Yeah. Like my favorite anti-hero Slipknot from Justice League. Uh-huh. Yeah, we yeah, saw yeah. him punch a woman in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We saw yeah. this is like the worst guy <laughs> mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. But then we saw him become a hero. We right. saw him become a hero For when he saved Captain Boomerang's can life. You, can you find the Slipknot scene from uh, <laughs> Yeah, Squad. like this is going to, this will explain it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a 50-50 shot whether people are going to tolerate this movie. Like, I think there's a chance. Listen, Suicide Squad is trash. That movie is garbage. Well, th- this, that's what they're hoping for with Venom, is that they make $800 million. But this, no. Venom is wrong. not nearly, doesn't look nearly as garbage as, like, this movie is a piece of garbage. Yes. And it made Boomerang. $800 million. It made like a billion bo- dollars, and it, it like, got, uh, like, it won an Academy Award. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I forget about that. Anyway, we're watching, uh, we're currently watching the, our, our favorite pro tag, Slipknot, Escape. Answer. There he goes. <laughs> oh, no! oh, there goes his head. Because he had been, a, he had made his reversal. Yeah, yeah that was, his, this he is his. a hero. Yeah. His come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suicide Squad's great because they set up the rules perfectly clear. Yeah. And then even the characters in the story ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I know that Sinister Six movie plans kind of got, like, trashed with Amazing Spider-Man 3. Um, yeah. Because they were supposed to make the third one and then right. they didn't because st- Sony got mad at Andrew Garfield because he was a jerk at that one dinner in, in Brazil or wherever. I think also uh, didn't make as much yeah, money yeah, as they wanted. Still, yeah. They realized they I, could make this, way more. The story I heard was that he like was some late or a dick at some dinner with Sony executives and then they were like and then they, it was just became a personal vendetta oh, to wow. that I mean that may just be wrong well, Hollywood also, gossip because the, I'm the leaked, so Hollywood but there's the leaked Sony email where they say we can't keep making these Spider-Man movies we're literally fucking ourselves when we do it because we're yeah. not allowed we don't make any money off of the toys Disney gets all the money why do we keep making these yeah. movies and so then they that's why they yeah. reached the deal with uh, Spider-Man so, Homecoming I know Sinister Six got like kiboshed with that but mm-hmm. honestly that'd be more 
interesting than this. A group of villains yeah. off to go get their heads blown off. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I just... This actually reminds me a lot of Batman versus Superman and Justice League trying to catch up to what Marvel's been doing because it is a... It's a copycat, more or less, and they're they're trying to get to these moments and they're not earned. Yeah. Uh, you, you need yeah. at least one or two movies to introduce the character Eddie Brock and then Venom. And I know they even tried it in the Sam Raimi movies, but then they even kill him in the same movie that he's in because Sam Raimi didn't like the character Vel- Venom. Well, they forced Sam Raimi to put Venom in that movie, which which pretty much ruined the film. Yeah, which is like, Venom's not a great character. I'll throw that out there. He's fun to look at, and he's fun to to play as in video games (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) 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 This cartoon is trash. (laughs) (laughs) I I watched every episode of this, but God, it was garbage. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So we're watching Venom escape prison (laughs) right now. Right through the the wall. From the Fox... Uh, Spider-Man, the animated series. From, like, what, 94? Yeah, we were I mean, this would have been later seasons, too. Yeah. But, yeah, when the animation somehow got cheaper. <laughs> 15 frames a second. Yeah. I, I, think, I just, I, I don't think that Venom's going to be such such a... Goodbye! Well, we, we spent the first half of this thing talking about Spider-Man, and there's no Spider-Man in this Venom movie. Tom Holland's in it. Is he? That's the, the, the director. There's, there's been conflicting was, reports. The director right? was like, I can't, I know, I can't talk about it. I just can't talk uh, about it. Which ultimately well, so means, is that Dormammu? Probably. That might I be guess. another reason they go for a PG 13 rating, is you don't want to put your Tom Holland Spider Man into yeah. an R rated film. I, oh. I mean, they should have just continued making it with the Andrew Garfield universe. Because <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't Andrew make Garfield? any sense. If they put Tom Holland in it, then the idea is that Venom's running around doing all this. While Ant Man's doing what? That's a great point. I just it, like the universes are going to get real mishmashed if they start just like kind of like having vague, like cousins of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. It's going to get real weird. If you hung on, if they if they said we're going to carry over some of the Amazing Spider Man universe, mm-hmm. and if if you told me that Rhino shows up in this movie, I would 100%. <laughs> you'd have my money. I'd go see it. Oh, and man. Dennis Leary. 100%. If you told- <laughs> he died in the first oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> you told me I would I would be there. I'm not uh, joking. I, I, it's the, the, the Spider-Man Venom uh, the origin story has been done to death. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many iterations. I don't know. This I guess this is just going to be another one. And I don't, I think this could potentially be the worst one because so far there hasn't really been a bad Venom as far as I know from all the media I've consumed comic books and movies and TV shows um, there hasn't really been a, a terrible Venom except for the Sam Raimi one that that was the worst but Topher Grace um, I just I couldn't forgive that one because I thought that was not even for a Spider-Man movie it was just the laziest writing ever because James is with me on this there's the cartoon which wasn't bad <laughs> There was a. There was <laughs> she a, says, as War Machine <laughs> saves Spider-Man from no, no, Venom. I'm, I, I'm saying uh, Venom's origin story, how he how he comes to play. Because uh-huh. everyone has to figure out how do we get an alien on Earth, and mm-hmm. so they did Secret Wars, and then they did a spaceship that goes through like a trans-dimensional rift and comes through with a little bit of goo on it, and then we go to the Sam Raimi movie where Peter Parker, Mary Jane are literally just in the in the, like a park. And a meteor lands next to him. They go, and they they don't even notice. Gets in his backpack. Yeah, and goes, "Wow, I really lucked out." <laughs> <laughs> it is, it it was it just not even for a comic book. That was just lazy. So this one, the new movie, at least looks like it's, I guess, trying something. But it, it just the payoff is not going to be there. It's going to suck. I just I anytime you see 
the hero doing more as himself than as the titular character. I know what the director and I know what the writer think. It's that the two are synonymous. They are not. Tony Stark is worse in Iron Man 3 when he is not Iron Man. When you put Gwyneth Paltrow in the suit, it's not as good. <laughs> I, I saw this interview with a director where he's like, people people just haven't seen a lot of Tom Hardy in a while. People just, they just haven't seen a lot. They're just, they're not used to it. And I'm like, I don't know. I like, I've had enough Tom Hardy. Well, I, I mean, I like him though. Really? I, think yeah. he's I like him, but it's just such a weird performance. Yes. This, the, this the, is I, the best iteration of Spider-Man, by the way. If you, no one's ever seen oh, Spectacular yeah, Spider-Man. Yes. It's I've easily it. the best. Yeah. Yes. The irony is when that Tom, great Tom Hardy is often a, a, a better performer when he's handicapped. When you cover half of his face, <laughs> like in Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. or in Dunkirk, he steals scenes. With just his with his eyes, mm-hmm. like you don't need mm-hmm. all of time. I yeah. still think he's a great actor. I still think this character's. I think weird. Wh- whoever, whenever they looked at the script and they're like, "Oh my god, this script is 105 pages, and 104 of them are Tom Hardy walking around as Eddie Brock, or like Eddie Brock just as Eddie Brock." Yeah. I think whoever said we need to get Tom Hardy for this because he'll do something weird made a great decision and they should have been paid a lot of money but everything else is going to be bad like yeah. well i mean he michelle williams is also in it she's usually in good good products but what she's she done? not broke back down okay you're you're not really seeing a lot of michelle williams in it I mean, well, she's love interest i was gonna right? say she's just gonna be his just foil foil or what? yeah like but even in the promotional stuff they're not really Pushing, yeah. I mean, much Michelle Williams. I, I, I know that she's not really the selling the, point of a superhero movie. The but. Spectacular Spider-Man did a great job because correct me if I'm wrong, James. It's been a while since I've seen this, but Peter Parker and Eddie Brock were friends. Mm-hmm. That's sort of lab, a take, like, that, or not lab partners. Peter Parker was a high school student who was interning at a lab where Eddie Brock was a like an actual college or mm-hmm. graduate student. I thought that was a a sort of better version of doing the story where. Uh, you know, villains. Uh, you know, they're uh, they're antagonists in the suit, but friends on the mm-hmm. street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, I thought that was like, oh, that's a cool, fun dynamic. But that also hinges on Spider-Man being in high school and being young. Um, whereas this seems to be Eddie Brock, the journalist, and like, why would Tom Holland Spider-Man ever interact with him? Like, you know, it makes no sense. Venom, maybe Venom. The Venom movie takes place like six years ago and Venom killed Uncle Ben. Oh, <laughs> wow. We should tie it all together. But Sam Raimi's Uncle Ben? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, Eddie, don't do it. Good well, shot. So, so you bring up Sam Raimi. Um, the director of this film, Ruben Fleischer, mm-hmm. he, he made... He owns zom- the Sam Raimi movies. <laughs> <laughs> he made Zombieland and Gangster Squad. Which are both the only big films not he made. that great movies. Right. I mean, Zombieland was Zombie at least was sort of funny. It was fine. Gangster man. Squad was hot trash. So the other, only other thing in his career is Robin Big and then Rob Deerdick's Fantasy Factory. So this is the, you know, the lineage of the director of this film. Yeah. I mean, the movie is does not, like, uh, lie solely on one individual. He's not editing the <laughs> film and cutting it. He is, yes, the director, but... This, this reeks of a studio film. I was going to mm-hmm. say, sometimes when you see these directors where you're like, I mean, I guess they have something of note, but what is really their personality? Like, you didn't know that he was the director of Zombieland really right away, and you wouldn't know that the director of Zombieland is also the do- director of Gangster Squad. Yeah. That's the perfect director for a studio to hire to just come in under budget. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that might have been exactly why he was hired. Yeah, and I'm sure he would very smartly took the offer because 
that's a big high profile <clears throat> thing yeah. has a better chance of making its money back even if it's just mediocre it's got a mm-hmm. relationship with Woody Harrelson now he's got the Woody Harrelson <laughs> relationship get him back Carnage. from Zombieland but it's a lose-lose situation because you're not gonna you're not gonna impress the fans they're gonna be upset because you're not gonna be able to do Venom correctly and then you're also you you are now at the mercy of the the studio system of owning different IPs and we've already I think we've established you cannot make a proper Venom movie unless it is thematically within the same universe as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And the, everything we've seen from the trailer looks totally different. Totally from, so different. Yeah, from Civil War, Homecoming, and Infinity War. We're like, this is a different this is a different movie. And I can imagine that that's their intention creatively to go, well, we're just, we don't want to be like that. It's like, well, then that's it's going to fail because it's not in the same universe and it doesn't work. I'll be really surprised if those other movies get made. Oh, the other two Venom yeah. movies? They won't. They Disney's biding their time. They're waiting for it to fail. They'll do a Venom movie in five to seven years, and it will be some up-and-coming actor or something like that. They'll they'll figure it out because they're, they're going to try to make Spider-Man a 10-year franchise. Yeah. I can tell you guys, I was in the Disney store last week, and there wasn't any Venom merch <laughs> in there. They have no faith so. in the film. Did you talk to the manager? I <laughs> did. I said, L- I want to speak to your manager <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm a middle-aged white woman, and, and so it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, superheroes wear their underwear on the outside mm. of their clothes. Uh, if you want to wear your underwear on the outside, you should probably look into Mac Weldon. These guys make the best, best, best underwear, socks, undershirts that uh, exists out there. Um, I don't know about you guys. Are you wearing them right now? I am. I am, yeah. Well, I'm thinking about them. <laughs> what they're wearing is better than what I'm wearing right now because I did not bring my Macs today. Um, Mac Weldon believes in simple, clean, nice design, premium fabrics. Uh, they have the, are, are those the special ones that are antimicrobial? They no, these the are not the anti. These are will maintain my natural stink. Your, your crotch stinks. I'm stink not planning stays. on doing strenuous activity today, okay. so it's not a concern. Well, they, they make amazing stuff. That silver underwear line uh, is antimicrobial. It will get rid of your crotch stink. You can wear them several days in a row, from what I hear. Um, if you want to be comfortable and you don't like your first pair of Mack Weldon's, they will take them back. So it's worth a try. There's no harm to be done by just giving it a shot. Try them out. Uh, go to MacWeldon.com. They will give you 20% off uh, using the promo code FILM. I want to thank Mac Weldon again for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, when were we talking about Venom? Um, I, I have no final thoughts on Venom. I think it's going to suck. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was kind of hoping because I actually do uh, really like uh, what's his name Tom uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah. I think he's pretty wonderful. Uh, gets a little affected sometimes, but I think that's one of the reasons I like him. He takes some chances as an actor, but with the rest of the crew, I really have no positive feelings that it will not just be terrible yeah yeah i don't know i i think you know you can get yourself in a bubble sometimes and be surprised so i i wait to be surprised and otherwise it's just going to be exactly like i imagined pretty yeah. mediocre movie. i i don't want it to be bad i want that to be 100 percent clear i want there to be a good venom character uh but everything that i've seen i i have very little hope that it will actually be good yeah i have nothing against this movie and i think i'm I generally try to be good about looking past maybe a like a poor trailer and looking at other like facets of a, of a film or its production or its characters. Like I'm I'm not impressed by anything I've really seen for Aquaman, but I'm 
I still am trying to feel hopeful for Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Like I w- do want that movie to be like fun, fun and good. Um, but this just like there's not really anything that's doing it for me. And and if I would I like Tom Hardy, so I would bank on him being good in this. But that character is just really like off-putting to me. His delivery and performance from it's the trailer. About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to rewind yeah. that trailer like five or six times to try and understand what he was saying and couldn't. So I just gave up. Super, it's so bad. <laughs> Anyway, sounds like All right. my um, ties and get after getting hit by a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you guys watching right now? Hmm. You guys you went saw a movie. Good? Yeah, Lisa and I saw Searching, the <gasps> YouTube movie, the YouTube movie starring movie? John Cho and Deborah Messing. Yeah. Um, Facebook, very small part of it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But, it's a tool. But yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's a gimmick movie. They make a, they you. I thought we were past the age of gimmick movies, mm. but this is a gimmick movie. Where everything that happens is happening on the desktop of a computer mm-hmm. or multiple computers, or in, like FaceTiming on a phone, or on a yeah. phone. Yeah, it's called yeah. searching, Dan. Searching. I couldn't yeah. remember what it was called. <laughs> <He> did, <laughs> I tried. He did several like fetching. <laughs> founders. Um, yes, it's called searching. There we go. Um, and uh, I I liked it. I actually, you know, for something like this that seems like it's built in a gimmick, it was actually really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the best review I can give is that I had woken up that day at 3 a.m. and then we saw it at 10 p.m. So I had I was going off with no mm-hmm. sleep and we saw it really late and I stayed awake yeah. for, through all of it, which, oh, yeah. which based on that should be pretty indicative of that. It's actually like pretty good and compelling. Yeah. And um, there, there are clues throughout that you pick up on and you're like, okay, I, I can kind of see where this is going mm-hmm. to turn or where it's, it's not going. Because well, it solely um, relies on its premise if it's using the uh, the viewfinder as your desktop, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty they, much, yeah. yeah. But I, I thought it was like really well done and uh, gimmick aside and kind of sometimes the cheesiness of the gimmick aside, like it did use an adaptive technology really like better than I expected yeah. in telling and, the story. And it was pretty genuine in it. Like, yeah, it John was, Cho was great. Well, no, I'm saying like even the technology, oh, the technology it genuine. wasn't like yeah. like that's not how Facebook works. Yeah, like, nobody was using Bing. There's a whole portion know? where it kind of like Spider-Man <laughs> uses Bing. They, someone does use Internet Explorer, but yeah. it's on a very old PC yeah. that hasn't been booted up in a while, so okay. it kind of like makes sense. But uh, and they and they cross like there's there's Windows, there's Mac, like yeah, yeah. It, it's not like oh this movie's all Mac because yeah, you know, Apple is and and it so it was it was pretty good. It it knew how like young people live stream and use social yeah. media and it was like pretty on point with everything and I so definitely is, recommend it is it a murder mystery uh, a girl is is missing it is yes. called searching yes uh, okay. his daughter is missing and he's trying to he's trying know, to find her but with then the help al- of authorities along the way he realizes maybe he didn't know his daughter as well as he thought yeah. he did that's, that's what I got from the trailer but you guys said the trailer didn't do a great job of the trailer's a little cheesy um, because like you know, they do a good job visualizing the things that are being discussed, but in the trailer it makes it seem like he literally has a YouTube video for every single thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not actually how it how it goes. But I, I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really well done. I really liked it. Um there was a couple things where I that I thought were interesting where it has non diegetic sound. So it has a score. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that being strange. Which is good, but that's the only thing that's non-diegetic in the whole movie. And there's even a thing at the beginning where it has uh, a sound, like a symphony kind of thing. And then it reveals that he was 
he had one of those four-hour YouTube videos of like <laughs> yeah. relaxing music playing. Okay. Yeah. And so it made sense. And I thought that, so then later on I was like, so is he just listening to SoundCloud for every single like <laughs> moment of this movie or something? Ominous like, movie <laughs> s- soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but that that wasn't the case. It was just kind of- A lot of, of em- like emotional there. depth and beats to it too, where I was like, mm-hmm. People next to me crying and stuff. So, what, what sent you to see this film? Was it like the weird format? Thing? I see everything. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> did, you had heard of it because I we see the trailer I first, a bunch. I, we, I saw the trailer because we saw Crazy Rich Asians, and since this, I guess, also stars an Asian well, person. Well, no, we had seen the trailer. I hadn't seen the trailer now. before that, but I, so I was like, I guess this also stars Asian people, so they put that trailer there, which I thought was a weird oh. coincidence. I think you have so, a fetish, my friend. I, I've heard conflicting things about Crazy Rich Asians. I think you that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Keep that one in your pocket. But yeah, I definitely go see this. Um, yeah, it was really good. Look at that money, cra- the real Crazy oh, Rich wow. Asians. Yeah, people love them. <laughs> I don't know what else. I think this may be the first thing directors are like first feature. They I showed the di- one I'm of the fine. director's shorts before well, the movie, which was bizarre. It was someone it's who like submit Pixar. a short to his. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that, and I was very confused as to what was going on. Um, I I might I might go see it. Yeah, I def wreck. Get some stuff. (laughs) He's made some other stuff. I watched the uh, Red Letter Media one hour Last Jedi review. That's the last thing I watched, (laughs) Uh, and it was good. Okay, it's he mm. makes a lot of valid points. Mm-hmm. Uh, calls uh, calls the movie a comedy of errors. Oh, is that his like general perspective on it? Like, does he, he like it? Or? It was nice because I remember leaving the last. We talked about the last Jedi yeah. when it came out, but I remember leaving the theater and it was one of the this first time I left a Star Wars movie, and th- this includes the prequels where I went. I didn't like that. Like that, I like something felt wrong. I can't really articulate it right now. I'm not sure what it is, and uh, the Red Letter Media does a, a really good job of breaking it down in the sense that um, it, in a lot of ways the movie feels like a comedy and then it's sort of hindered by his unwillingness the director's unwillingness to just do what's been done before. Well that's I mean that was my big thing. Is I said weird weird thing to say. Whether or not you like or dislike The Last Jedi I think you kind of have to admit that it was bad improv. Like feels that way like it, it, if you're performing a scene with someone you're supposed to work with collaborators <laughs> if they set something up to you you're not mm-hmm. supposed to disregard and then do your own thing it's, yeah, yeah. just because it's jarring it's jarring to an audience it's not just <laughs> about you and saying. your perspective I, 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 and so so I, I think he has every right to make whatever movie he wants to make I think there's the things I liked about Last Jedi and things I really didn't like about Last Jedi but ultimately I walked away from it going like I can't think this is good because it's bad improv it just went like, ah, forget that. Yeah. We're doing this now, which is like just, I think you can't be surprised when people are like, I feel uncomfortable or I feel like things are jarring or whatever. I just feel like it didn't push enough women off social media. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It got a couple yeah. off, but like not as many as it should. That's fair. That's I fair. No, and it, it, we're, we're way past the oh. time of, oh yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you got. You should watch it. Please watch the yeah, Red Letter Media review. This. It's it's an hour long, but it's really good. It's in the same style. He actually does even less of like the little short films he would do in between. It's just mm-hmm. it's more to the point. It's really fucking good. But it's I did. I had, here, I'll throw this idea out there because it's fun to play. What if? You know what what could have happened? I had an idea for Last Jedi. Oh God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. They, What's your idea? For well, Last I, I had this. I had this thought, and I was like. Because you keep thinking, like, man, what could they have done to subvert expectations but then also meet expectations? And I always thought that it would have 
it would have hindered on the the Ray, <laughs> the Ray, uh, Kylo Ren, and Luke dynamic, the mm-hmm. the triangle, if you will. And I had the idea. I was like, well, what if the whole movie was just a like almost a shot for shot remake of Empire? That's the whole thing. And it looks like I will be I will be Yoda. I will train you. But the ending was basically now they go look. We know what we did, and so the ending is basically Luke being like, "All right, I brought her to you." And she's like, "What do you mean you brought him to me?" He's like, "You're the bad guy, Ray. Like you need to die." Uh, basically, like like you just you, got goosebumps. Well, you do like a weird like <laughs> th- here. This was joking. This was my crazy idea. So you do it, and he's like, "Kylo, Kylo, or Ben is the he's the key. Like he's the he's gonna bring balance to so, all yeah. this." You're upsetting the balance. You need to die, but like you needed to be powerful enough for him to base basically like a Highlander situation. And so it's like Luke essentially sacrifices Ray, and then they he, they leave Ray for dead. Snoke goes like, "Hey, you want me to train you?" And he gives her like a robot arm and like a robot head and all this stuff. And then she becomes the bad guy in the next one. So it's her and Snoke against uh, Luke and uh, Kylo in the next one. I was like, that'd be pretty cool. That's cool. Been, that would have been fun, like a I, little little well, twist on it. I think, but I think that's to to the point though. That still maintains the trajectory of the last film and all the films yeah. that preceded it, right? Yeah. Until an an opportunity presented itself that allowed you to make the change. It seemed like. <laughs> what the fuck was this? It seemed like <laughs> you have to watch this. <laughs> you have to. See. This is it one like the last Jedi decided from the outright that it was yeah. just going to start with change, and I think that's jarring. And I think that's why people had such a uh, bad reaction to it. That being said, I don't think anyone watching this made Star Wars, so fuck off. It's not yeah, yours. There you go. <laughs> watching this, this BTS, the it's like one man's like mad journey to entertain. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. One boy was allowed yeah. to make it, Star Wars. It's um, it, it, I was talking to Jess a little bit about it yesterday, but I was like, it's such a shitty situation because they made Force Awakens. Everyone went, oh, Star Wars is back. It's just like it used to be. And then, then a lot of people started criticizing, saying. Wait a minute! It's just like it used to be. And so when they started making Last or Last Jedi. They went, "Well, what if we change? What if we let's switch it up? People want something different." And then everyone went, "Make it like it used to be." <laughs> yeah. Like, well, well, you, you just can't please anybody. It just, no. I mean, it just yeah. depends on what uh, who you're listening to. You know. Yeah. J.J. Abrams, I think, is a great director, but I don't think he's a risky director. No. No, he's a businessman. Spielberg 2.0. So. Well, that's I mean, why when people are Spielberg people risky. are talking about like J.J. Abrams he coming into risk. Guardians. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, please. Because mm-hmm. the most thing about Guardians is the fun, mm-hmm. like, m- what it pushes in terms of, like, fun and what's new. Yeah. And I don't know that J.J. Abrams is that. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That, that movie's on hiatus. But either way, I don't, I'm don't. i curious what episode nine is going to be now. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, I was just thinking about Star Wars again because I watched this <laughs> one-hour thing. But It's really long. It is. It's long, but it's good. Uh, it's worth every minute. It's a. It's a, one of the the best if not the best film essays out there cool so check it out it's fun I will right on anyway well, hey, right. thanks everybody for uh, being on Film House and talking about Last Jedi yep and yeah I guess we'll see about Venom in a couple months and whether or not it'll be R PG-13 or not be completely awful um, alright everybody see you next week thank you bye bye, bye.